Welcome to the Sharon Fitzmaurice podcast, episode 71 today, and my beautiful guest is Sarah Lee Cassidy. Sarah Lee has been practicing and teaching Seiki Soho, a Japanese breathing awareness, through yearly events and gatherings since 2011. She has ongoing connections with the international Seiki community and wishes to bring Japan to Ireland. She says Japanese healing has the power to reconnect Ireland to its authentic natural wisdom, connection to natural life and breath. Sarah Lee has an MA in counseling and psychotherapy and is specialized in stress reduction and trauma-informed body therapy. She is also a Theramai Reiki master and SRT therapist to advanced levels, an Acunet Future of Medicine practitioner and somatic experience enthusiast. You are just full of the wonders of the world, Sarah Lee. That is a lot for our listeners to comprehend. They may recognize one or two of your practices and therapies, but maybe we can help them understand a little bit more about you, what brought you into this beautiful well-being world, and how you found you know, each one at each time in your life and how it helped you. Because I always believe that you know, when I talk about any of the healing modalities that I do, that it was something that helped me first and foremost. You know, it wasn't something that I was going to go out and offer to the world, that it was something that I helped myself with. And then when I realized, you know, that, oh, my God, this is really, really good. This is something I want to train in and learn and share with others. It was also about passing on, you know, that wisdom or knowledge that we learn along the way. So tell us about Sarah Lee, where she started from, how she progressed on to be who she is today. Okay, Sharon, thanks so much for having me. And it's just really lovely to meet you. And I'm very grateful to be here and to share. Um, so Sarah Lee, as a kid, would have been very sensitive, uh, kind of, uh, you know, growing up in a home that might have been a little bit dysfunctional, you know, there was a bit of alcoholism there, and a little bit like, you know, kind of not seen, you know, would have been kind of my story, invisibility, uh, went through school, like experienced chronic bullying. And when I kind of hit my teens, I kind of, uh, I kind of rebelled against all of that. So that kind of dutiful, shy kind of child, you know, kind of morphed into this rebel. And, um, you know, I often look back and I always say that the story of our lives defines us in some way in other words it kind of sculpts or shapes the path that we follow so it kind of um I would have like had a lot of high levels of anxiety as a teen but I would have masked that over with kind of a a rebellious mm. persona kind of like you know like kind of tough and whatever else yeah. and up for anything and kind of went down a road then of kind of impulsivity addiction you know for many years you know kind of not knowing who I was kind of like but deep down inside there was a kind of a vulnerability you know a child that had kind of a lot of trauma and um so like in my life um I kind of did the geographics I traveled I kind of did numerous courses like I I always say like you know, I, I, I'm well educated, but like, you know, I'm well educated at nothing really because I don't use any of it. So I'm, 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 I am educated in life. And that's, that's, that's how I describe myself. I am, 
I am in life and I have experienced life. And that's how I came about doing what I do. Mm. Um, So the thing was that when I went back to college and I decided that I was going to do an MA in counselling and psychotherapy after doing a whole load of other stuff, um, I started doing my practicum in ADAPT services. And I myself would have had experience in relationships and difficult relationships, relationships with a lot of trauma bonding, intermittent love, you know, um, anxious attachment style, avoidant attachment style. So all of that stuff going on. And in the intermeasurement of doing my uh, master's, you know, I realized, oh, my God, right, this this is also my experience. And it was kind of like an aha moment when you're sitting down with women who have experienced domestic abuse. And, you know, there's there's a lot of trauma there and you recognize yourself and you go, oh, wow. OK, so uh, like uh, in that moment, I realized that I was actually following the energy. Mm. And that was kind of a profound space. You know, like when you realize I'm following the energy um, and I'm sure a lot of people will recognize that, you know, that a lot of their behaviors, attitudes, values, you know, um, a lot of the time are unconscious until they have this one aha moment where they go, oh, gosh, it's like a wake up call. I'm actually this. I, I recognize myself in this. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm seeing myself clearly. So. Um, in that space with the women, I realized that actually I'm not a talk therapist. I like, I mean, I do talk with clients when, when, when we do the one-to-one and we go and we do a stress audit and we look at history and story, but I'm not a talk therapist. I am a therapist that works with the body. So I really work with the nonverbal. I work in that like hidden realm of like what's really communicated. Mm. So we can kind of like exist in the, you know, like oftentimes you'll find the persona covers the nonverbal or it talks quickly or it kind of avoids or, you know, uses distraction, different Mm. techniques to kind of, you know, cover up or mask this nonverbal. But what I work with is I work with the nonverbal and I work with the body. So Seiki Soma is informed, trauma-informed body therapy. It is a physical therapy, somata emotional therapy. So it is a physical therapy designed for emotional release. Mm. Um, and we observe the breath and we work with the body and we help the body find its balance, you know, in releasing, you know, this, the condensed energy of emotion that gets mm. stuck, you know, in the body. Mm. So kind of like our body has a kind of a physical adaptation to trauma. So once we kind of move one adaptation, there's a pattern and it kind of links into another. So another thing reveals itself. And, you know, eventually the body kind of winds down, you know, mm. it finds kind of, it's about, it's all about finding safety. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's that that's really so that's been my journey. You could say my life journey has been a communication where like like I've had to learn to communicate safety to myself. And so I have learned how to help people um, and assist people like become more safe themselves, mm-hmm. um, reduce stress and um, find out who they are, you know, beyond the persona or beyond the having to play a role or you know, and find out who they really are and what they really want 
Um, and so that's how my work is informed by my life. <laughs> yeah, I love that. There's so much in all of that, Sarah and so much I can resonate with. And, you know, you're so right. You know, I, I've said this for years that our body holds on to so much trauma, trauma that we're not even consciously aware of, you know, and how we react to certain things, you know, and for me, and I love, you know, that you're working so deeply with all of those layers. And for me, the breath, I've always said it, the breath is the anchor into the most deepest parts of us, you know, that we don't even understand. And even now, years, you know, working in therapy, and working with my clients. And even today, I'm smiling before I came on, Sarah Lee, because I had an amazing client, a male client. And it's just that awareness, as you said, that aha moment. And I said something to him. And again, it's working kind of from the soul energy, from what has gone on in his life. And I said something to him in a very different way than normally we're taught to say it, you know, about our inner child. And the way he looked at it in that moment changed everything about the story that he had been telling himself or had been told about who he was as a child and then in turn who he was as an adult or is as an adult and it was just that connection that's why I loved when you said that aha moment and the beautiful other word you used was that communication that communication that you were listening and following the energy and for me, everything is about that energy. But we're not taught that in school. We're not taught to be self-aware. We're not taught to have a relationship with ourselves or to understand our emotions, you know, and where they are in the body, where they're held. And this is something I think we're becoming more and more aware of now, especially in all our well-being practices. But you can see it kind of creeping in more so now into I suppose the outside world if you like and that people are getting more curious and saying I've done all the talk ter therapy and it still isn't you know I'm still not where I need to be so maybe I could try this Seiki Soma so how would they start if they came to you Sarah Lee and again it may be a client that has done a lot of counseling a lot of psychotherapy and they've done it for five ten years and they're just still not where they want to be. They still haven't discovered who they truly are. How would you work with that person? Because I love to give real examples, you know, not just say, yeah. oh, well, this is what it entails. But how would you actually work with a person? Mm, yeah, beautiful. Um, I invite that question. Um, yeah, the thing is that it works really well with psychotherapy. Seiki Soma works really well with psychotherapy because when we talk, we feel. Yeah. yeah, so that's an inevitable thing with talking. It's just, uh, you know, we start to feel or we start to recognize stuff, you know, that when we are like tuning in that little bit more mm -hmm. and it kind of unearths, you know, the emotional world. Mm -hmm. And so when somebody comes to me, the first thing that I do is I always say we can talk mm -hmm. or we don't have to talk because this is this is an option you see most people like you know talk to to mask something yes um you know but when we're in the space of not talking you know most people will choose to talk but when we're in the space of not talking that's when our edge as i call it the edge appears mm -hmm. and so the edge is that 
like little space where there's that running anxiety within the body that's communicating so much about the hidden realm of the emotion. So where we go then is we go in through kind of kinesthetic kind of winding the body down, activating the parasympathetic system using different kind of techniques and tools to kind of, you know, access the parasympathetic. So we bring kind of safety boundaries, you know, feeling into the boundary of me and the space, you know, who am I in the space and then coming into the body internally into the body as a somatic experience so we do that kind of one-to-one and then we begin to follow the breath so we work lying down on the ground we just come into the silence into the stillness we allow ourselves to become completely attuned with the breathing and for sometimes people have run their heads running and you can actually start to feel it like you know the head is running there's a lot of like you know stuff going on but once the contact with the breath is made and you start to kind of go into the rhythm of the breathing body then the body starts to find its own natural space And usually the communication with the body is far more evolved than our thinking mind. So it's like our thinking mind might be trying to, you know, distract itself or avoid. But the thing is, the body is truthful. Mm -hmm. So the body is always truthful. So we work then on just like relaxing the body down, finding safety in the body. You know, um, usually what happens is the body finds its own release pattern Mm -hmm. so some people have spontaneous movement Mm -hmm. where they shake some people have like tears emotions you know whatever needs to be released is released um and it's working with the body's intelligence so seiki soma works with the body's innate intelligence to find the pattern within the breath and to actually work with different meridians and, and different contact points in the body in, in Japanese, they call it the anma, which is like the the intelligence, the wisdom of the body, which is way beyond our thinking or conscious mm. mind. So we're going into the subconscious space also. And from that space, then a person will have a physical, mental, emotional reason. I've had people come in and basically they they feel it. They name it and then they release it. So it's like you feel it, you name it, you release it. So you could have somebody who come in and they would be up here, like, you know, mm. cut off from their bodies. They'll find, they'll ground into their bodies and then they'll go home and they'll be exhausted. Yeah. Or they might have a kidney infection or they might have a frozen shoulder or they might have something that unearths the adaptation. So whatever the adaptation is covering, it unearths it. And so in a physical release, you'd have that. In an emotional release, they could have, you know, tears, crying, laughter. Mm -hmm. You know, some people are so, you know, dying to get into their heart. You know, that they're just like, when they've experienced their body and their heart, they're just like, they could laugh for 20 minutes, you know. So it depends on the person. It depends on the body. And it depends... The body knows. That's what I always say. Mm. So I, I I, don't get involved. I'm not involved at all. So it's just basically empty space, uh, empty mind, empty space, and just allowing presence, the intelligence of the body to communicate. You know, so it's like um, in Seiki Soma, we have this thing that there's no such thing as a healer. Mm-hmm. It's like resonance. Mm. So it's like my experience I'm recognizing myself through you. 
Yeah. So it's like we recognize in each other. Yeah. Yeah. Ourselves. So it's like my lifetime listens to your lifetime, your li lifetime listens to my time. Mm. And in that space of just not getting in the way, you know, there's dynamic movement. I you love know? that. I love it. It's like the light in me honors the light in you, you know. I Yeah. And that's what. And even as you're speaking and you were talking there, I could actually be I was more aware of my breath and I was imagining almost myself in that space, you know, because I'm very I'm very much connected to how my body is communicating to me on a daily basis. You know, and again, I suppose that's, again, my practice for years through meditation and mindfulness and all of that stuff. And when you were speaking, there's such a lovely calmness, really, a lovely presence in your energy that when you're speaking, it's actually not just about your work, like it's coming from your heart experience, you know, so I can see when you, you know, I could imagine when you're with your client that you're allowing that space or creating space for them just to be. And that, and the very important thing you said also that there are no healers, you know, there isn't, I believe there's no such thing as a healer. I think you are just helping the person to connect with their own healing abilities within their mind, body and spirit. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. It's yeah. like, but every intention that like, you know, when I go in, I always have an intention. Yeah. So the intention is always liberation. Yes. Lovely. I love that. That's that's my like yeah. it's about like I'm like it's like, you know, when you've had the pain of like and every single individual, I don't think there's one individual on this planet that doesn't have the pain of their own mind mm. um, or the pain of like their own experience or like, you know, like thinking, you know, and it's like, you know, just to have like, you know, a space of being in your body. And when you're actually in the body, like there's been times when I've had movement and I've been in my body fully, completely alive. And you have this feeling of liberation. Yes. Yeah. You know, so it's just lovely, you know, to assist the body in finding mm. that space of liberation. Mm. You know, where like, you know, somebody can somebody come, come in and they're feeling a certain way and then they go out and they're like transformed in themselves but it's because their body was so open yeah. to the somatic experience and they wanted it and so they act their body actually they, they were loose with their body mm. and so much so that their body just went yahoo do you know yeah. and, and, you know celebrating <laughs> yeah. yeah and that's another important point that you made there Sarah Lee is when people come to you or they go to any therapist or practitioner that they're ready and willing and they want something to be transformed and changed. And I'm sure maybe you've had the experience that some people have come to you and they want you to fix them, that you're going to fix them and that they don't have to be involved as such, you know, and I'm not sure what your experience of that is, but I'm always saying that, you know, when you are ready, when you are willing, they're the clients I get, they're really willing. You know, and I've heard of other people going, well, my clients are not willing to do the work, you know, and I say, well, they're not ready yet then. They're not ready for you. They need something else. And it's then to be able to refer them to somebody else that's going to help them on that path, you know, and not to get stuck with the one person or they're my clients. So for me, I love the experience of, you know, opening your mind, opening your body, opening your awareness to try different things. And that's why, you know, 
I, I was dying to hear more about you and your work because for me, it's about sharing. It's about sharing every experience so that th there could be many listeners and they've gone, I've never heard of that and what is it? But something will spark this little curious thing within them and they'll feel it and they'll go, I want to really try that. That's something that I've never done before. And I really want to try it because I know or I feel or I believe something inside of me needs this. Even if they're not sure what the outcome is going to be, but you, as you said, your intention is for liberation. And isn't that what we all want? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. It's like, it's just, do you know, it's like, it's just that space of yourself mm -hmm. experiencing authenticity. Mm -hmm. You know, you as yourself, free, you know, to experience your life the way you want to live your life, yeah. the way you want to voice your communication your truth you know from a more empowered place of authenticity yeah. um and just to kind of be who you truly are yeah. um, because our whole system is designed to to kind of conform you know and you know kind of authenticity where's the place for authenticity in that yeah. you know if we all have to kind of conform to a certain education system to a certain you know formula of thinking to a certain you know life design as well is a big thing you know that the life design is quite interesting to look at like you know you 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 go to school you go to college you get a job you get married you have kids mm. you do this abc like the, even if we were to look at life design it's quite interesting you know mm. so it's just looking at it's like being open to you know, your life and your authenticity and your unique um, person. And that's mm. like something beyond mind or beyond thinking or beyond. It's really connecting with yourself at a deeper mm. level and just knowing who you are, yeah. you know, and what you like and what your feelings are. Yeah. And, you know, like what's really true for you, mm. you know, like so when when I have clients come in and you know, they have like stuff in relationships. Relationships is quite a big thing. Mm. Yeah. So it's like stuff in relationships and you just go, well, what's really true for you mm. in this contact? You know, just bring it back always to, you know, what's really true for you? Yeah. You know, so yeah. Mm. Authenticity. Yeah. Love it. Absolutely love it. Um, yeah, I'm see, I'm like that. I'm just so enthralled as I'm listening to you. I'm nearly forgetting that, you know, I'm supposed to ask you a question. <laughs> and, that, and I love that, you know, because I always say this is a conversation for me. But then I have to remember, you have to ask you things as well, because I'm just so involved in the conversation because I'm very curious. You know, I'm very interested. And for me already, I'm, you know, I can think of people that would really benefit from this. I know myself. You know, I've done some breath work and um, only actually last week I was doing a different type of, you know, I do different ones, but I was doing one for myself, just for me. <laughs> and that's something I wanted to go back to. So I was doing it anyway. And again, I had no expectation. I just asked my body to be able to release whatever it needed in that day, you know, without the judgment or, you know, processing it or trying to do anything. And my head started moving, you know, at one stage. But I could feel my thinking mind going in, getting in the way and going, why is it doing that now? I wonder why it's doing that instead of just letting it be. And when I allowed it, it was just this most beautiful movement of my body. And then one of my legs started shaking just a little bit. 
And like your um, client that might have started laughing, I felt like I was celebrating being alive in that freedom. Does that make sense? That makes sense 100%. That's, that's what I call the sweet spot. Oh. Do you know, it's like the sweet spot. Yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, do you know that space in your heart, that eye of compassion, that self-compassion? Yeah. yeah. It's a sweet spot. It's where you actually realize that you, you've kind of just momentarily bro broke broken through your mind yeah. and you've come into your body and you feel bliss. And it's 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 really beautiful. Yeah. Oh, the sweet spot. Oh, well, I remember that. Yeah. I and I felt like that. I felt like celebrating, you know, <laughs> that whatever it was, because again, um, you talked about, you know, your journey and how it led you and you, the energy was communicating to you constantly. I believe that we are always, you know, exactly where we need to be at the right moment in time and that everything is speaking to us and it's lending to us, you know, to be able to listen. You know, if we're again, have that awareness in that moment to be able to respond to it and say, this is something that is going to help me like that aha moment that you had, you know, when you were in that group going, you know, this is, this is me, this is my experience also, you know, and that we're really connecting to that awareness within us. So in your work, Sarah, I know you work with individual clients and you work with quite a lot of groups now as well in leading retreats and stuff. And, and I love that because I love group work. How have you found the difference working a one-to-one -one and working with groups? Well, one-to-one <clears throat> -one is very sacred. Yeah. Like, because you're in direct contact with somebody and it's really sacred work. It's like um, somebody is trusting you. Yeah. Uh, like at a very very deep level mm -hmm. so you really have to honor the space and you really have to hold that space that that's that's very sacred mm -hmm. um so group work is different because group work is more about a collective experience group works more about a collective experience mm -hmm. but it's also about understanding I at the core I believe group works about understanding trust yeah. so it's like you're in a group you have to trust that the group holds you but you also have to trust yourself to move into the group mm. you have to trust that the group you know, you have to learn trust because it's a collective experience. And that's why um, working with groups can often be quite pivotal. You have mm -hmm. to look at like, you know, they talk about the different roles, like, you know, in groups that each individual has and all of that. But it's to work through all of that and to find cohesion. Do you know what I'm saying? You know, it's to find cohesion eventually in the group. So always with intention, group work is all about like um, we do an awful lot of like trust contact games. Mm -hmm. We would do like, you know, flow and resistance, um, you know, um, making contact very mm -hmm. like. So, for example, like contact in the nonverbal, like, you know, like, yes. like, you know, contacting with the nervous system of another recognizing oneself recognizing the other you know through oneself you know that type of so that type of activity mm. um it is it, so it's very group orientated and really you are everybody everybody in the group and mm. i always say that 
the person in the group that triggers the others or is triggerful is the most important person in the group. Yes, yes. Because they are like, they are the most important person in the group because they are offering, you know, that space of self-recognition. Mm. Do you know, or even like, you know, so because a lot of the time, like people get triggered in groups. Yes. You know, in group work. And, you know, there's a lot of that that can go on. But it's about learning to break through willfulness, ego, impasse and move into a space of like openness, receptivity, tolerance. Um, so group work is there's a lot more work, yes. whereas one to one is more um one to one is a holy space. Mm. It's uh, it's just a holy space. It's where someone has trusted you with their soul, yeah. their underworld, mm. their you know, and and you have to honor that. Um, like you know, that's 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 the highest work mm. of a therapist is to honor mm. the that sacred secret place, and then to give it back. You know, yeah. to give it back and and to to like as I say in on one ear out the other you know yeah it, 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 you know yes, yes. it belongs to to us it, it's it's God and them you know so That's it. yes absolutely yeah. and it is and it is a beautiful holy space and a very sacred space and I agree with you that it is a place of trust and that this person has come in maybe in you know not showing their vulnerability to anybody else and they've chosen you you know, to come to this place. And I always feel very honored, you know, like you, Sarah Lee, I just think it's amazing. And I always, when, when they're sitting across from me, I always say, you were meant to be here with me today, you know, and I love it. And I'm not very formal. I have a great sense of humor. I love <laughs> to see the best in people. I love seeing a person, you know, honor themselves. That's the first thing like you. It's, honoring to choose themselves to do this work whoever it's with and whatever kind of therapy it is I don't care as long as you're honoring yourself and you're going where you feel you need to go in that moment because once you do it and you'll know this early it's like the energy you were following it it led you on to the next place and the next place for you where you were liberating yourself constantly by learning and doing and practicing and then able to share it with everybody that you've been sharing with all of these years I just think that's beautiful yeah absolutely 100% yeah no 100% but I think that you probably recognize this Sharon that you know therapy is uh, it's an advocate you know you're you're it's a vocation yes mm. you know like it's 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 you know it's it's no way something that you necessarily choose it just kind of it it it, it happens yeah you know, it, it it's it's unearthed or it's unfolded, you know, in your life. And oh um, my god, it is Sarah Lee, because I say that people say, Oh, and did you manifest this now to do this work? And I go, I did bloody not. <laughs> if you told me many years ago that I was going to be doing this work, there was absolutely no way because I was completely different. I had the mask, Sarah Lee, and I had everything hidden there was no freedom in my life no mind in my mind so there was nothing like that but it just as you said I followed from one place I followed the energy to the next place and I was unfolding I was opening up 
until it was a space where I could sit and say, now in this freedom I've given myself, like you, I can now help others to find that freedom within them through all of the life experience and all the training and everything we've done. And that's why I value, you know, your honesty in even as you were introducing yourself, you know, coming through, you know, and that's a really important thing that I think a lot of people don't understand about teenagers and young people, that that rebellious part of their energy is because they're trying to find out who they are. They're trying to rebel against all of what society and everybody has told them who they need to be. And I always say, who do you want to be before society told you who you should be? So I yeah. think we're fighting against the shoulds all the time, aren't we, Sarah Lee? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and the shoulds can be quite crucifying. Yes. Yeah. They, they, they can be, you know, they're so like limiting to, you know, um, they're coming from a space of duty. Yes. You know, and anything that's coming from a space of duty is not actually really truthful. Mm. So it's like um, the shoulds, the coulds, the yes. woulds, like, you know, all that kind of regret, kind of, you know, guilt, you know, mm. you know, complacency, comparison, frustration, all of that stuff, shame. Do you know, like, I mean, that's where all those exist in the shoulds, the coulds. And they're the all learned behaviors. They're all learned, aren't they, Sarah Lee? They're all things that yeah. we've learned from other people. Yeah, unfortunately, Sharon, I was not teachable. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> I was not teachable. You know, I say I'm a defiant woman. I'm yeah. a willful woman. You know, I am a defiant, willful woman. And I've learned things the hard way, mm. you know. I've learned things the hard way. Um, but I, I really like that I am defiant. Do you know yeah. that, um, you know, that like, and I think it was Clarice Pincola Estes said, you know, um, behave, behave with integrity, mm. but you can behave badly with integrity. Yes. I like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to hold that one now and I'm going to yeah. say it <laughs> very <Yeah>. often. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like you know, and that's the essence of a defiant woman. A defiant woman, it's like it's coming from a space of the gut and the instinct, and it's like you know, it's the thing that probably no one wants to talk about or say or hear. Mm -hmm. But the the defiant woman will 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 say it. Yes, that sounds um, like me, Sarah Lee. I think we have the very we have the same kind of non teachable. <laughs> personalities yeah and I you know what and I think it was like that I think being told years ago that we couldn't say things or we couldn't say things it made me want to say them more and like that it was finding my own voice you know after years of not being able to speak and I hear that in so many people especially in women now you know a lot of men as well but a lot of women again like you are afraid to have their voice heard or to speak up or to say how they feel because again, you know, it's, oh, I'm supposed to be this way or supposed to be that way. And I said, you're supposed to be you. That's all you're supposed to be is you. But we don't know who you are, me, I am at certain times. So I think you learn that. But the most authentic part of, you know, for, as I'm listening to you is, is just being true to yourself. It's just being true to how you feel, you know, yeah. even if it doesn't look right out in society, 
just doing what you love is is all the freedom you need in your life really isn't it yeah and it's such a bold statement I do what I feel like yeah yeah you know like I mean really if you embody that I do what I feel like I do what I feel like yeah Yeah. I mean that's very powerful very powerful thing to embody you know I do what I feel like and like I mean how many people can actually say well you know I'm I'm living the life that I feel like living I'm I'm doing what I feel like you know um and it's like moving out of the comfort zone you know oh my god what would they think oh god what would the neighbors think oh god you know oh god oh god oh god and you know like and I have lived that I lived that way for so long you know oh god oh god oh god oh god oh god but now it's like you know I mean if, if we could just embody that like you know the integrity of that we are always you know going to do the right thing mm. you know as in like you're not going to morally fall apart just because you start to do what you feel like <laughs> no definitely not I can guarantee you that you will not morally fall apart in fact what you'll do and again, it's only from my personal opinion, but looking at people like you, Sarah Lee, is, you know, and Pauline that I um, chatted with last week, it's feeling that this is really right for me. This is going to empower me. This is something I'm passionate. This is something that's coming from my heart. It's something that I've had experience with. I know, I feel it deep down in my gut and in my soul that it's the right thing for me. And F the world if they think it's wrong, because then you're letting the world dictate how your life should be. And that's always, for me, the worst case scenario, because if you're listening to everybody else about what's right for you, you're never going to empower yourself. You're never going to live your authentic life. A hundred percent. And it's it's I always say, okay, so what is it that you're afraid to say yeah. or afraid to do or what is it that okay so there's all of this dancing going on like this behavior and and stuff and we we often mask the truth with yeah. with you know stuff yeah mm-hmm. but what go into that space of what is it you're really afraid to admit mm-hmm. what is it that you're really afraid to look at Mm. what is it that you're really afraid to say because you're afraid you'll be judged or condemned or punished or you know cast out or Mm. what is it what is that vulnerability and then you know like how is it even possible for you to be that way yes yes how is it even possible for you to be like you know in in any way like that you might think of yourself in a negative way Do you know how is that even possible because you were born completely like without any of that yes yes. so how is it even possible to have any of that do you know what I mean and when you say it like that it sounds crazy that so many people well including ourselves we've done it all our lives that we've had negative beliefs about ourselves negative thoughts about ourselves and when you sit and you are being true to yourself and doing what you love you're going oh god (laughs) you know I always, and I, I sometimes pinch myself, Sarah Lee, I'm not sure if you're the same. I sometimes pinch myself to go how grateful and blessed I am to be where I am right now as, you know, and not comparing it, but looking back to see how far I've come and to the person that I was that was living in that fear, that was living in that societal, you know, expectation and all of those things. 
and that I got here. And I always think about that vulnerable, weak, tired, exhausted, you know, little girl that was so afraid of everything outside of herself, but that she had the courage to get me to this place. Oh, and because of her, because of her, I am sitting here with you right now. And that is powerful. You know, so I love that part of me that was at her lowest point in her life. I love her because she had the courage to step forward, even though she was shaken in her boots, <laughs> you know. And I think for you, if we keep stepping into who we want to be or who we'd like to be or who we believe we are, even if the world doesn't agree, we're always going to step in the right direction because we're stepping towards ourselves, aren't we? Amen. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Amen, sister. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Oh, gee, you know, Sharon, you touched my heart so deeply there. You know, oh. that's so beautiful. That's so entirely beautiful, you know, because like I mean the bravery the courage the heart values you know of like that little child you know that like that's you know really scared and that's really like it but yet so much courage more courage in that yes you know, just actually go forward and do and and face it like you know a lot of people say freedom is having the freedom to travel here and there and you know whatever like you know when you don't have responsibilities or commitments but I say true freedom true freedom is recognizing how far you've come yeah right true freedom actually comes when you actually like the lotus have moved through all of that heavy stuff and you can actually honor yourself and you actually break through and you kind of like, oh, my God, I've I, I, I have actually freed myself, you know, from this, this, you know, dishonor that I was holding myself in dishonor and that I have now honored myself and I've acknowledged myself and I have, you know, broken through any ideas that I had that I was any less. Yes. you know deserving of you know a wonderful life or you know being liberated or whatever so I I think that's true freedom and oh god I love your inner child <laughs> <laughs> I love her too I love her and you yeah. know and people you know and again this is something about I spoke you know only as I said to my amazing client and this is why I suppose it's so in and I really felt like inner child work for this month coming up but I said, we look at them as if they're so weak. I said, they're so powerful. That, those children that we were, you know, that still reside in us and we make them small and we want to, you know, make them these weak little creatures. They are so powerful. Oh my God, if I could just go back into that time as an adult and stand beside her and go you know you are just the most amazing person in the world to that time when she was you know so I mean petrified the word it would have been easier to be swallowed up and choked in that moment than to survive and to think that she's come through it all and I'm here as a result of it and I just feel like wow I have she is my hero every single day mm. she is my hero and I think we need to look to that within us 
to, as you said, the freedom is realizing how far you've come, what you've come through. And that in itself, when you honor that, like you're honoring it now, you can't help but feel empowered inside of yourself. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. It's it's uh it's oh Sharon, sorry, I think my son is there at the door. That's all right, that's okay. So that's normal life, as I said to Sarah Lee, you know, I have dogs and cats now, no more younger kids, and they could be scratching at the door, barking outside, and it's all live. I don't try to hide those things on my podcast. I don't do any editing because, you know, that's for me is where we bring our our practice of mindfulness and meditation in, is that there's always going to be distractions in life. There's always going to be somebody knocking at the door. There's always going to be somebody wanting something when you're in this moment of you want it to be what we decide is perfect or not perfect. So for me, I love distractions outside because then it teaches you, (laughs) yeah, it's okay. I got a bit bothered, but that's all right. It's not the end of the world. Sarah Lee, you are just amazing in what you do. And I love what you're offering you know, for your one-to-one clients, but also in your retreats. And you have such a, a broad range of therapies that I'm sure you incorporate in with each client and with each group and that you know and feel what's right or the client will be able to kind of tell you what they need. That, you know, if anybody wants to check you out, you're based in Limerick. Mm-hmm. You have your practice there. And have you anything coming up like it that people could get involved in if they can't get you one to one? Do you want to tell us about it? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, OK, so my clinic is in 19 Nicholas Street in Limerick uh, and it's just gorgeous because it's in the medieval quarter. It's just up from John's Castle. So it's always very alive, very vibrant, lovely space. And yeah. there's just a lovely energy feeling it's near the river. Yeah. Um, so my website is www.seikisoma.ie. So that's Seikisoma, S-E-I-K-I-S-O-M-A dot um, I-E. So Seikisoma.ie. We're doing this weekend, we're doing an oriental. Um, so we're doing dynamic movement. We're doing trust in contact. We're doing, uh, we're doing breath and box. Mm. um we're doing Cheng Shin um Eunice Fakver who I work with he's um the only Cheng Shin practice, practitioner in Ireland mm. so we're we're incorporating Seiki with Cheng Shin and we're doing kind of like body being movement so conscious movement of the body using very um using martial kind of martial like consciousness so it's where it's where kind of um martial meets mind you know so yeah in like uh so it's very contemplative it's very fun and um we're doing that this saturday um we're also going to be doing another greater me retreat in september um that's where we go out and we do hikes and we go into nature we do uh sacred cacao we do body awareness exercises we do um you know meditation we do breath um we do we do a whole load of different um dynamic body activities um and we do that in nature you know so connecting with nature and the nature of our bodies mm-hmm. and also like going for hikes and stuff so it's it's usually yeah. a lot of fun Beautiful we did one of those a couple of months ago so we're doing so you can look out for that Lovely. um my facebook page is Sarah Lee healing i put most things up there 
and um yeah that's that's, <laughs> that's really it that's I'm, I'm not really good at that type of yeah no, you know, none of us are, you know what? But then again, I always say for me, whoever needs to find you will find you. But yeah. I put all of those details in the show notes so our listeners can, you know, if they can't get it all, they can go and have a look. And when the podcast is published, I'll be sharing it on all the social channels. And <laughs> so I will tag you so they can go and connect you that way as well, Sarah Lee. Is that all right? That's perfect. Thank you so much, Sharon. You're so very welcome. I just want to thank you again for taking the time to um, share with us, Sarah Lee. I really appreciate it. And um, I know that my listeners will benefit from just listening to you and that hopefully a lot of them and many of them will go and visit you, whether it's a one-to-one in Limerick or also on your retreats coming up. And uh, for me, I just loved it. I think you have an amazing energy. Your boys have a beautiful mom. So they're very <laughs> blessed to have her. Hi, son, Pete. Here, look. Meet Pete. Hello, Pete. Pete. It's lovely <laughs> to meet you. How are you? Your amazing mom has been having a great time with me. And thank you for giving her the space to chat to me because I'd stay chatting forever because I just love <laughs> chatting and finding out more. But everyone, I hope you enjoyed listening to Sarah Lee and myself, our lovely conversation. And if anybody knows me, you'll know by my voice that I loved the conversation (laughs) because everything about it it was me to a T. And I just love your energy, Sarah Lee. So thank you so much for joining us again today. Thanks, Sharon. Thanks so much. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And I look forward to connecting to you all again soon.